Hello, I am Chris Cagle, but you can call me Mr. Cack. And today we are going to continue with a conversation partner we had last week, Treva. Treva's a traveling businesswoman. This week we continue talking to Treva about some of the other interesting things going on in her life and maybe a g g g g ghost story? All right, this is Mr. Cack and me. So there are rational fears, right? Like like you sit there and think of something like some people are afraid of the dark. Uh, some people take their afraid of the dark and manipulate into something else. I'll give you an example. If it sounds oddly specific, it's me. I'm not so much afraid of the dark as I am, especially now that I live in a house and like in a house, I have people I care for in here. Like there'll be moments where even still to this day, and I've lived in this house for four years. We have at least like three different police officers that live in the neighborhood. Uh, like it's a relatively safe, like we're in a small town that doesn't have a high crime in anything or like that. But there will still be moments where I'll sit there and be like, is there someone coming up to my house in the middle? Like, is someone trying to get into the front yard? Like, is, is there someone in the backyard? Because our gate doesn't lock. Is there someone in the backyard? And I'll, like, sneak out into the living room, pitch black dark, and I'll just, like, sneak up to the windows that face out towards the backyard, and I'll just start peering, and I'll just wait. I'll just wait to see if there's any movement. If there's movement, I don't know what I'm going to do in those moments, but I'm, like, ready. And it's, like, just this weird, like, I'm always prepared for... Like, it seems like every fourth night, I am somehow in a zone where, like, okay, someone is about to invade our house. I have to be on, I have to be on alert. And I'll, I'll literally keep myself up till 1 a.m., like, paranoid about something, and I don't know what it is I'm actually paranoid about. No. You don't I have don't anything have quirky like Any that. of that. No, I think that that's probably more to do with, like, a guy's need to protect his castle. And I don't... Honestly, I probably trust strangers too much. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I, I always like my car. I always like my house, things like that. I'm not yeah. an idiot. But at the same time, I very rarely actually think something's going to come and get me. No, that's good. You know, and I, that probably has to do with sleeping alone in random cities. Yeah. Um, just because if I were too afraid, I don't think I would ever fall asleep. But I do have one kind of, I, I don't know if I would call it a fear or a phobia. Okay. But um, I'm. It's not that I am scared of needles or to get my blood drawn. I don't like the um, the tourniquet part, or I don't like when you get your blood pressure taken and it gets really tight Ooh, on your yeah. arm. Like it's the tightness that freaks me out, and I will pass out every stinking time. <laughs> I mean, I will pass out every time, I mean, and I don't think that's irrational. <laughs> I mean, um, it is cutting off, you know, it is potentially cutting off the flow of blood there like that. Cause it could be, that could be yeah. very rational and logical that you're passing. Yeah. Off. <laughs> so like our dog noodle, he just got his teeth cleaned and, you know, you have to put them under for that. And, um, he had some complications. He, his blood pressure spiked. He ha he was having panic attacks as he was waking up. And so they called me to come sit in the room with him while he was waking up to try to calm him. So they um, decided once he finally got calm that they were going to leave the IV port in his leg and mm. they will take it out the next day when he's calm. And I was like, that's a great idea. He's a really sensitive guy. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. So I, I bring him home and he's doped up. He can't make it up the stairs. I mean, cute as a button. And then that night at like 530 in the morning, he's crying, waking me up. And so I turn on the lights and all of the dressings around that IV port had cut off the circulation in his paw oh. and his paw was double the size. And like, this is how bad I am with circulation issues and things like that. 
is I turn on all the lights, I run and wake up Andy and I get a pair of scissors to start cutting off all those dressings and I pass out. Like <laughs> pass out. I can't even help the kid. Like I can't even keep it together enough. Like my mom instinct can't, couldn't kick in fast enough before I passed out. And so I wake up and I look at Andy and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, let me hold him. Let me hold him. And then I look at him again and I go, all right, I'm about to pass out again. Don't worry about me. Take care of noodle. And I hit the ground again. So, I mean, I'm just, I don't think it's, it's a very real fear. I don't know if it's irrational or not, but it's, ugh, I mean, I hate it. I don't know, but you got it to an extreme enough point that I, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I mean, I truly am terrified. Listen, I think what makes my anxiety about potentially someone like messing around with stuff is the fact that. I live in a relatively newer built neighborhood. Elkins is on the rise. Um, <laughs> so like my neighborhood had like 12 houses when we move in and now it has like 30 houses and they're still building some plots. Uh, and I, and I, I've, I, I don't want to embrace this. I don't want to accept this, but it, it's the reality, Trevor. I see the teenage or preteen children and, and thoughts start to go in my head of like, uh, they're gonna they're gonna start messing around with stuff. Like people are gonna egg our house. People are gonna do stuff with mailboxes. Yeah. And some of that is because of maybe what I did as a young person, or uh-huh. allegedly, allegedly of what sure. I saw happen with my friends. But like I'm like I won't tell. I won't tell your secrets. Yeah. But don't, don't tell. I think uh, I think me and Ricky might have kind of <laughs> mentioned some of it already. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um. No, I would say that. Um that kind of stuff just really doesn't bother me but we do our last house we did have some neighborhood teens that would break into cars pretty often Mm. um but nothing too serious but right now we have a neighbor who is um i believe suffering with dementia or maybe alzheimer's and he as you know a lot of people with alzheimer's they start to accuse people of Mm -hmm. pretty wacky things and so, um, bless his heart. Uh, I'll try not to say his name, but, um, I was in Texas one week and my husband calls me and it's like nine 30 in the morning. And he says, did you call the cops on the neighbor? And I said, I'm in Texas. Why would I call the cops on him? What would be my reasoning? He goes, I don't know, but I just pulled up to the house to meet a utility guy. And he's standing across the road, flipping me off. Oh, and he's like, what in the world? And he's like, he goes, so I go across the road and I'm like, hey man, what's up? What's wrong? And he goes, you and your bitch wife called the cops on me. Oh no. And he says, no, we didn't. And why would we? We have no reason. And we're both been at work. And he's like, and my bitch wife is in Texas. So she definitely <laughs> didn't. I was like, thanks, babe. Thanks. But, way, way, um, way to have my back there Andy. yeah and he's just like flipping them off and just like really into it and Andy's just like okay man like we'll talk later like obviously you need some help yeah. and then um he c- comes to him later in the day with one of our neighbors and they take him some fresh baked bread as a peace offering and the neighbor doesn't remember any of it oh wow so wow. yeah so it, it, it's that kind of stuff that scares me of like somebody that's a little bit out of their mind right now yeah they could do something crazy yeah so i do have those fair. feelings and then um the other day um my dogs were on our front porch and they were wrestling and there's a railing there they can't get off the front porch or anything and they're just wrestling and playing and he comes right across the road screaming at them oh. and screams something about there's a body part hanging out of that bag and i was like Okay, now he thinks we're murderers. 
first we call the cops on him and now we're murderers it's obviously getting worse so like i do actually have a fear of him coming unhinged and yeah and what do you do yeah, i mean so i don't tough. know his family like you know it, it's just it's really bizarre so anyway we we like to tell the stories of the special neighbor that likes to come across the street and That's accuse wild. us of random crimes well, you know inverse trevor what if you are killing people and like reporting cops to set this guy up you're setting this yeah. man up let me i'm blowing the doors off of this one trevor you are murdering people like the burbs oh my gosh <laughs> which is such an underrated uh tom hanks movie i feel like more people should go watch the burbs did you have you seen the burbs i don't think so oh my goodness but i will well the plot is literally that like it's it's a suburbia uh tom hanks is young and fresh and you know, he kind of, you know, he feels like he fits in or whatever, uh, but he becomes obsessed with these creepy people that live in the neighborhood uh, that he thinks have murdered someone. And like the whole movie's like, uh, Tom Hanks is crazy. And like, like everything that happens, like, is just like a funny coincidence. And it's just like, Tom yeah. Hanks is like losing it. And I don't want to spoil it if you're going to watch it. Well, or... it's not, I kind of think I know where this is going, but <laughs> I, I will watch it. Yeah, it, it's... <sighs> So I'm 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 watching it in my brain through nostalgia goggles. I won't say it's a good movie. I'll say it's a movie <laughs> that has young Tom Hanks and um oh gosh, who was which was uh Corey Corey Feldman who was in like every 80s early 90s stuff as as yeah. that child actor. He's the for I guess for a younger generation, he was our Finn Wolfhard. Um <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully Finn's life, you know, doesn't go through what, what poor Corey's went through. So, like, hopefully, yeah. like, Finn, you, hopefully everyone's taking care of you, buddy. Um, Keep away from MJ. Yeah. Uh, so, is there anything that you do as a human being that you've either been told or you just feel like is a weird thing? Like, do you have a weird quirk? Oh, yeah. What is it? I talk and walk in my sleep. Whoa! A lot. A lot. Like, on the regular. Is it like Step Brothers? Have you seen Step Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like Step Brothers. Okay. I mean, if I could, like, lift a Christmas tree and move it through the house, I would do it. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm telling you, it happens at least once a week. And it's to the point where if I do actually wake up in the middle of the night to, like, go to the bathroom or get some water, Andy assumes I'm sleepwalking and he gets up and checks on me. Oh. Like, it's really, really that bad. And um, actually, just like last weekend, I was completely asleep, and Andy was in the bathroom brushing his teeth, and he said that I rolled from my side of the bed all the way to his, just rolled, and then jumped up really fast and ran over to him, and I'm doing these, like, huge, like, movements, like, bountiful movements, like, I'm excited <laughs> about something, and he's like, what? And I was like, Tony's coming. And he's like, who's Tony? And I was like, can you believe it? And I start patting him on the back. And I'm like, Tony's coming. And he's just like, okay. And so I go into the living room and into the powder bathroom. Pee, still don't wake up. Wow. Go back, go back to bed. Completely am asleep. And he thinks by this point, there's no way I'm still asleep. Yeah. So he walks over to me and he whispers, hey, babe, how's Tony? And I go, he's fine. Thanks for asking. <gasps> Oh my gosh, Trevor, this is this is some paranormal activity stuff. You you are summoning a demon into this world named Tony. I get it from my dad. He sleepwalks and talks too. I mean, he does crazy stuff, but I have um I have filled up the water bowl. I've gone to the refrigerator, got the Brita pitch pitcher out, 
filled up the water bowl, did not spill anything, put the Brita pitcher back in the refrigerator and went back to sleep without knowing it. You are super efficient, sleepwalker. I know. It's like, I can't turn my brain off. I've got to like keep working. I got to keep doing something. So, I mean, I've, I've had just like wild things. I, um, there's been plenty of times that I've woke up in other rooms and don't know how I got there. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I've never, I've never slept walk, but there are, there was a period in my twenties where maybe I did drinks to the point that I blacked out a couple of times and woke up. I'm like, Oh, I'm in a bed. Oh God. Like, what does this mean? Hopefully I'm with friends. Hopefully this isn't weird. (laughs) And luckily drawn on me. Yeah. Nothing got like, luckily I apparently kept myself around people that were decent or at least had one person in my corner every time this did. It was, it wasn't a bunch of times. Uh, wasn't a bunch of times. I just have to stress that it wasn't like I don't have a problem. My twenties wasn't just like a rolling blackout. It's just like it wasn't even my twenty first birthday. There was one time twenty second birthday. I smashed a bathtub with my face. Like that was pretty cool. But usually, I eventually got to a point where I became the like. Listen, every group needs the like the lifeguard, and now that's what I'm going to do to make sure all my friends don't die because I don't want to yeah. be in a weird position. I like to have control of making sure I know what's going on with me uh, because I've you know there's been the moments where I haven't had control, and I feel like that's a really mm-hmm. vulnerable spot to put yourself in. Uh, so I, I I eventually evolved into all right, James, get in the car, I'll drive you wherever you need to go. You're not going <laughs> to die. Uh, all right, Levi, yeah. let's 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 stop doing this. Let's walk home. We'll be fine. It's just like yeah. eventually I got to the point where I was taking. I was the caretaker of the group. But... I've I've always been the parents. I mean, even in college, I had I bought an SUV that had a third road just so I could drive people home <laughs> from Little Rock. I mean, truthfully. But, oh, my gosh. Okay, there was one time, right when Andy and I first got married. Um, he's aware I sleep, talk, and walk a little bit, but he doesn't know the extent of how bad this is. And he is completely asleep. And I shake him awake. Oh. And I yell, there's a snake in the bed. <laughs> and he's like, there's what? I said, there's a snake in the bed. And he jumps up and takes all the covers off. He's stripping it. He's trying to find it. And I wake up finally when he's ripping all these covers off of me. And I go, what are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, there's a snake in the bed. You told me. And I said, okay, um, I was asleep and you're an idiot. He was like, <laughs> how am I the idiot? How am I the one? <laughs> Have you ever thought like some of your, some of your uh, marital moments could be like a pretty good sitcom fodder? Yeah. I mean, and truthfully, Andy's one of the funniest people in the world. I mean, he has the kind of thoughts like you do where you're like, where did that come from? Like, one day I seriously went, you know what I was thinking? And he goes, if you were a ghost, what kind would you be? Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Huh. What kind of ghost would I be? Yeah. What kind of ghost would you be? Uh, I'm, maybe I need to sit down and talk to Andy too. Yeah. Oh, no, you do. For sure. I mean, especially like his be? crazy Navy stories and stuff like that. Oh, well, now, I'm, now yeah. I'm like obsessed with like what kind of ghost I would be. I don't know if you know this, Trevor, but I really like the the Ghostbusters uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Shocking, um, yep. Yep, so the whole, like, just thinking about ghosts, it's like, okay, like, what kind of ghost would I be? I don't know, but there's a couple yeah. of choices to choose from there. I think I would be the type of ghost that's, like, a social justice warrior. Nice. So, like, I, you know, wouldn't be able to do much to, like, stop certain things, but let's say that there's, like, a guy that's, like, uploading his ex-girlfriend's nudes on the internet, I could cause his internet to stop working and somehow wipe his phone or 
you know, just kind of mess with his technology and that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, I would just love to mess with people. I feel like that has to be like a type of ghost in some culture of not not that specific thing, but like uh, a woman, a woman spirit that's like there to help protect womankind. Like, yeah. I feel like that like, has to be promising young woman, but I'm dead. But you're dead. Perfect. Yeah. Well, something like that. Listen, I just want you to become a ghost eventually. Not now, not anytime soon. Uh, because that helps me, one, realize that I could be a ghost. And two, uh, let's, uh, honestly, I'll be dead before you, Trevor, sorry. Uh, but two, like, I like the notion of there being, like, supernatural things in the world. I don't, like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, there's ghosts and aliens, but, like, I want there to be. Like, I feel like that's a real good way to way to yeah. feel about things. Like, sure, right, I can't prove any of this stuff exists, so I'm not going to get bummed out. I'm, like, I'm not going to go try to find Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster. But, like, wouldn't the world be just a little bit better if maybe those things were real? It's just more fun to have magical thinking mm-hmm. than to think, what what is all this for? Yeah. And also, I don't feel like I am cocky enough to believe that we are the only beings. Um, and there's so much that our mind cannot understand. So I like the idea of there's more out there that maybe one day we'll get to learn, which is, you know, the upsetting part that what if we never get to know? Yeah. So what kind of ghost are you? <sighs> what kind of ghost would I be? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully like a weird comedy ghost. Like, I, I want to be fun, but like, let's be real. I'll probably die and I'll be full of hate and vengeance. So I'm going to be like a poltergeist. I'm just going to completely ruin no, some you're family's not. life. I'm gonna like they're gonna be like it's gonna be some angry father. He's gonna be calling up his realtor and be like, "Why'd you move the headstones but not move the body?" And I'll just be like, "Andy!" And I'm like, you know, I just whatever. I'll have fun with it. I want it to be. That's what I want. I want it. I a poltergeist seems fun because you one won't be alone because poltergeist usually it's a potentially a multitude of ghosts that have gathered in this one spot. You can have a lot of fun with it. You can have friends. Uh, but you also get to be like the go- like the ghosts that are doing poltergeisty crap. They are doing like changing things, making weird, creepy clown dolls come to life, turning a hallway into a skeletal face. Like they're having, like they're making a show of it. Other ghosts are like uh creepy kid crab walking down some steps like that nah, that's cool and all but have you ever created a portal that sends a tiny little girl into the tv world right. and, ma- and maybe i just want to go in the tv world yeah i think that's true and i, I want you want to want to vision your life yes and i want oh that would be so cool too because it'd be so weird uh but i also want like that little old lady from poltergeist to be part of my afterlife existence. Part of your crew? Yeah, well, just like there to be like, Cla- Caroline, come towards the light. Just something about a little uh, tiny southern woman uh, yelling yelling orders at people and, and giving like you, weird mystic like, things. I think that if you were a poltergeist type ghost, the problem is you're clumsy. And so you might try to sneak up on someone, come up the stairs, and then you'd roll down the stairs. I mean, even though you're a ghost doesn't mean that you're not clumsy anymore. No, so I'd be like a, I'd be like a scary movie type poltergeist. Yeah. Where like the Wayans brothers are like getting into slapstick comedy because of me. And like at one point in the, like the second act, we're just like sitting on a couch, smoking pot, making a reference to a commercial from like the nineties of the was up. And it's like, wow, that's a really dated reference guys. But whatever. Listen, I'd be totally cool hanging out with the Wayans brothers. I used to like their show a whole lot. I still do. That's but listen, I have something to tell you that I think is going to blow your mind. Okay. I saw a ghost last week. What? For the first time. 
Well, good. I'm glad it wasn't for the last time. So, Trevor, where did you see a go- <laughs> where did you see a ghost at? Okay, so I was in a hotel um, in Oklahoma City, which is where ghosts seem to be. I don't know if you like watch Netflix. Hotels are bad spots to be at, Trevor. I know. What do you want me to do? Live in a van down by the river like Rick? Well, like, I can't. A van down by the ocean in the Pacific Northwest is <laughs> <laughs> a little better. <laughs> mm, but yeah, so I I took a little Benadryl to help me sleep. <laughs> I already figured out where this ghost came from. <laughs> <laughs> and I I wake up at like ten, and I just have like this sense that there's something in the corner Ooh. <coughs> of the room. And so I like wake myself up enough to look around and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I'm no, it's fine. Forever. <coughs> the ghost doesn't want you telling its secrets, Trevor. So true. <laughs> so I'm in Oklahoma City in a hotel and I had taken a Benadryl to help myself sleep. And I wake up at about 10 and I sense something is in like the corner of the room. And that's not unusual for me. I think that has to do with my sleepwalking and sleep talking is I'm always seeing like things through my eyelids anyway that kind of mm-hmm. wake me up or make me have these weird dreams. Yeah. And so I look up and sit up in the bed and I'm like, okay, you've lost your mind. There's nothing in the corner. I turn on the lamp. There's nothing there. So I go back to sleep and keep in mind, I am not afraid to sleep alone. I'm not afraid of hotels. This is not like me just being scared. Yeah. And so I wake back up at about midnight. And I look over to my left, like right beside the bedside table. And there's a girl standing there. And she's like about our age, I would say. And I'm still somewhat asleep. And I look at her and I say, what are you doing? Get in bed. Like, why are you awake? And then I wake up enough to realize, oh, I don't know this person. And I don't want them to get in bed. No. And so I look up at her and I'm telling you, I am completely awake, completely awake. And she is in jeans and a red flannel and her hair is blonde and like shoulder length. And it's like a little bit wet, like wavy and drying. And she's just staring at me. And so my hands are just shaking and I'm trying to find the switch to the lamp to turn on the light. And I'm just shaking. I can't find it. I'm knocking things over. I finally find it. And by the time I turn the lamp on, she's gone. So I'm like, I know this just happened. I know for a fact this just happened. I've never seen a ghost before. This is awesome. But I was still pretty afraid. So I turned on every light in the room. I looked under the bed. I looked behind every curtain. I opened every door. I looked the place over to try to find this chick. And I obviously don't find her. And like everybody I've told this story to is like, how did you go back to sleep? And I was like, well, that's where the Benadryl came in. (laughs) I could not go back to sleep. I had to go back to sleep. So the next morning, I think, do I want to tell the front desk about this and let them know I'm a crazy person? Yeah. Or am I going to keep this to myself? And I just thought, I have to tell them. I have to find out if anyone else has told them anything like this. So I go to the girl at the front desk and I say, have you ever heard of this place being haunted? And she says, no, not really. I was like, okay, great. I'll just excuse myself from this hotel. (laughs) And she says, why do you ask? And I said, okay. I know this sounds crazy. I know I'm going to sound crazy, but I think I saw a ghost last night. And she said, okay, what'd she look like? 
So I explain what she looks like and she says, oh my gosh, okay. Uh We do have a maintenance guy that he's the night guy. So he has a room that he sleeps in until he's needed. And he swears there is a girl that follows him around the hotel. Now she didn't know what she looked like. That would have made the story incredible. Oh yeah. That would be a lie. She didn't know what she looked like, but she said that she was about that age, you know, all of this stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. So I say, I'm never staying at that hotel again. And everyone else tells me I'm crazy. I have to go back. So I have it booked for next week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Trevor, you have to update part two of that story. I definitely will. I'm going to get the same room, everything. Listen, if you see the ghost again, then that puts me one step closer to living in a reality where Ghostbusters can be real. And selfishly, yeah. that's why I want ghosts to be real. is So that, in theory, we could make a Ghostbusters team in real life. I'm not saying I have to be on their team. Um, because I don't have any science expertise. I, I feel like I have either the everyman try of a Winston Zedmore, uh, who was played by Ernie Hudson, and, or the the wit and potential charm of a Bill Murray. You know, I feel like that's very, you know, very, very yeah, scandalous to claim of myself. But I just love, I love dr peter vankman who was played by bill murray in the ghostbusters and i do believe very strongly a lot of my personality was shaped from a young age from watching uh bill murray's antics which were essentially ad-libbed for like most of uh that movie uh as peter vankman in ghostbusters 100 percent. i love him could be my dad if rusty wasn't i would feel deep down in my heart of hearts but I got Rusty. And each and every passing decade, I look more and more like Rusty. So <laughs> I, we'll keep Rusty. Yeah, we'll keep him. 